ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, vegans of all ages, welcome to the Vegan with Guy show on the pre-shift. Look at all these beautiful people here. Thank you. This is the countdown to the pre-shift. This is the countdown to the pre-shift. You found it. <laughs> welcome. We're going to do uh, an affirmation today, too, yeah, at the end. It's so hard to not abuse animals. So hard to not themselves. Don't fuck themselves. This is a shot of all vegans. This is a shot of all vegans. This is a shot of all Thank you, you beautiful vegans. You know, today, it's it's a wonderful day. I bet you didn't know. I bet you didn't know that today is National Family PJ Day. You know, I mean, that's the most important day of the year, National Family PJ Day. I, I think it's really funny that we have a National, National Family PJ Day because I go – all over America, and I noticed that a lot of people are walking around in their PJs all the time. Like, <laughs> what is that? You know, dress, get dressed. That that's a, that's a trend that started maybe I don't want to say twenty five years ago. People started just walking outside with their PJs on, and then everyone's always upset. And well, no one ever dresses up anymore. Yeah. That's true. Stop going outside with your PJs. I was thinking about that a lot yesterday, actually, because like I'm on college campuses and most college campus, you know, people dress like schlubs, but you know, you can't hold that too much against them. They're just learning how to dress, but people like going out in their PJs, vegan Nave says he's still in his PJs. Well, you know, it's hopefully it's it's early there you're not you're not outside the house yet i hope are you still in your pjs and you're at work are you still in your pjs and you're like at the denny's i mean are you are you just hanging out at the <laughs> are you hanging at the dmv are you at the dmv are you at court this morning did you go to court wearing pjs because sometimes i've, I've been in court a few times and i'm always astonished by what people are wearing inside of court. I always like, I'm going to dress up a little bit because I don't want to go to the, you know, these judges. They, they, they like it when you dress up. People coming in there with like Dale Earnhardt Jr. shirts and uh, baseball caps to the point where the, the bailiff has to be like, remove your cap, sir. If the bailiff has to tell you to change clothes in any way, that's not a good day in court. So, don't wear PJs. National Family PJ Day? I don't know. I, I, do you guys hang out with your family in their PJs? There they are. Look at these assholes. They're always like, look at me. We're all wearing the same shit. We're a family. We're on a, a band together. We're the Partridge family. The day, whether we snuggle in for extra sleep or binge watch our favorite television series, the day will be filled with family highlights, board games in our warm flannels or pillow fights while wearing our best footy PJs will create lasting memories. Do a little holiday shopping online while the youngest members catch up on their sleep. The youngest members catch up on their sleep? I think the oldest members need to catch up on their sleep. What you talking about? The registrar at National Day Calendar proclaimed National Family PJ Day to be observed November 14th annually. <laughs> what? That's the dumbest thing I've heard in a while. Like, what are you talking about? National PJ Day. Get up and do something day. How about that? It's also National Pickle Day. I'll give you a nickel for a pickle. Unshaven in PJs. Man, November looks rougher than it is. You know... It's okay to be in your PJs in the morning and unshaven, but when you go outside, please put some fucking clothes on. You, you, you dirty knave. You, you, you vegan knaves. Put some clothes on, would you? What the heck is this all about? You know, <laughs> it's it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Go to get outside and go do something. It's World Diabetes Day. Speaking about going and doing something, little exercise can keep the diabetes away. But um, also, you know what else? You got the betas. Diabetes is a metabolic disease that causes high blood sugar levels. Now, what causes this disease, do you think? 
You can quit smoking. You can maintain a healthy weight. You can work out. You can eliminate sugars and refined carbs. You can drink more water. You can optimize vitamin D levels. You can go vegan. Maybe you should adopt a plant-based diet and uh, hopefully you won't get betas. You won't get the betas. I've never met a vegan with type 2 diabetes. Have you? Have you ever met a vegan with type 2 betas? Have you ever done it? I have not. I've not met one. Maybe they're out there. But I would say that the overwhelming majority of people who got the betas are people who eat buttloads of animal flesh and fluids. I, I'm, I bet on that. I bet, I, bet, I bet any amount of money you want. This is not, I mentioned, notice I'm not mentioning weight. I'm not mentioning any kind of other eating habits. I'm only saying if you are a flesh and fluid eater, I think that your likelihood of getting the betas is much, much higher. And I'm not talking about childhood diabetes. Don't even start with me on that shit. I'm talking about type 2 diabetes. You know which ones I'm talking about. We're talking about World Diabetes Day. This is it. Don't get the betas, okay? You like the stubble. It's it's uh, it's no shave November, buddy. It's no shave November, Vice M. Neunenachtzig. I'm trying to bring attention to men's health, which is why I'm talking about the betas. If you're a man and you're not vegan, you might get betas. You know what's beta? Eating. Andrew Tate says eating is for weak people. There's an article on the Guardian. <laughs> Andrew Tate says a lot of things when the day is long. I wonder if he's going to end up in jail. Do we all just forget about that? Is he going to jail? What happened with that? Do we all just like forget about that story? Is he going to get sentenced? Is he going to get tried? Anything in Romania? It's National Spicy of Guacamole Day. Oh, no. Don't let Piers Morgan know. It's Don't let Piers Morgan know. It's about the bees. Don't. Spicy Guacamole Day is a day to remember the, all of the bees for the guacamole. You know, I, I really worry about all of the bees that are being killed for avocados and peppers and almonds and almost everything else. But um, I think we can limit the number of bees that are killed if we all just adopted a plant-based diet. What do you know? Maybe by, uh, what, 80% maybe we could drop that down? I think we could. Uh, when I was crossing the border back into California, I saw beehives being watered. It was unbelievable. There's watering stations at the border crossing into California, and they're just being misted, and they're just... These bees are these giant, just all these hives, these whole trucks full of beehives just getting misted with water because they have to cross into California where most of our agriculture exists. But bees don't live in California. They live in like Michigan or someplace. So they got to drive them across the country and bring them to California. Isn't that weird? Fanulus is here. Oh my goodness. Can you believe it? Fanulus, the vegan Fanulus is here. Isn't that cool? The best one of the day is National Seatbelt Day. Don't forget to buckle up. <laughs> Don't forget to buckle up, buttercup. You know what I mean? Just over 90% of Americans buckle up, saving an estimate 15,000 lives each year. What do you know? 47% of passenger fatalities were not restrained. Seatbelts are proven to reduce the risk of injury or save lives. I know what you'll say. You remember when they? Do you remember when they made seatbelt laws a thing? And people would say, well, my uncle got in a car accident, and because he wasn't wearing a seatbelt, he was thrown from the wreckage, and the wreckage that exploded in a fiery ball. And it was because he was not wearing a seatbelt that saved his life. These wild, these wild anecdotal little uh, crazy stories always abound when you're talking about things that will help us all. It's the same kind of thing when it comes to our thing that <laughs> my uncle smoked every day of his life and he ate a T-bone steak every morning and six sausages every night. He, he, he smoked a cigar every morning and every night and drank 12 cups of coffee and he lived and he was happy till the day he died at 105. You always hear stories like that. Like <laughs> my, my, my cousin, my cousin was shot through the head, but because they weren't wearing a seatbelt, they were able to jump out of the car and still crawl to safety. Happy national seatbelt day, everybody buckle up buttercup.
It's 47% of deaths in cars are still caused by not. <laughs> That's incredible to me. 47% of passenger fatalities were not restrained. Does that number seem high to anybody else? 47% seems insane. But hey, don't forget to buckle your safety belt. Unless you're on a bus, you don't have to buckle your safety belt on a bus. Don't worry about it. And you know what? If you're on an airplane, when they put that buckle up sign, buckle your safety belt, you dumb piece of shit. What's going to happen? You know why? Because if the air if if the airplane just drops three feet, you can crack your skull on the top of the ceiling because you're you're flying. It's not about going forward. It's about going up and down. That's why. Don't, don't, people always like, well, why am I why am I having to buckle my safety belt on a plane? Because you can suddenly lose three feet of al of, of altitude and break your neck. That's why. Because it's happened. Airplanes are still the safety safest way to travel, though. So. Don't let me, don't let me scare you. Don't let me scare you. <laughs> the word of the day is exigent. What a great word, exigent. What do you think about that? Exigent, it's a good word. When I'm on my bike, I feel safer. When I have a backpack and I feel the straps on my torso, weird, interesting. You feel safer because it feels like a seatbelt. How, how queer, what a strange thing that you've discovered. I think that's very interesting. Is this a channel for vegans? Yes, you're in the right place, vegan knave. Thank you for being here. Karina V coming out with my green hearts. Thank you so much, baby doll. Hey, everyone, green hearts. Love it, love it, love it. You know, what a strange thing. You wear you wear seatbelts on your backpack and you feel like you're like you're safe. What a weird thing. Exigent. It's a it's a thing that we need to deal with immediately, as well as people who expect significant time, attention, effort from other people. Exigent. A warrantless search of the property was permitted because of exigent circumstances. Forced, you know, they, we'd say that uh, a ban on breeding animals was necessary because of exigent circumstances that animal agriculture is destroying our planet. So we need to ban breeding of animals post haste. He struggled to satisfy the needs of his exigent client. Mm. Exigent people are the worst, am I right? Uh, a lack of a lack of planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on mine. Something that we said a lot in hospitality, but yeah, exigent people are the worst. The worst. People don't tend to reveal their true selves while careening across a landscape, unless, of course, civilization is ended. <laughs> <laughs> a cheap setup that I begrudgingly admit motivates character development in an exigent way. It's true. The most famous literary and filmic specimen that focuses, as games do, on spatial traversal amid existential threat is Lord of the Rings, which, of course, exerted a strong influence on the development of games in the first place. It's true. Weird. You, you reveal yourself more in barren landscapes i think just on road trips really i don't think you need to have civilization end i think you just need to have like a road trip and people start revealing their true selves pretty quickly it's something that happens um when they're going across a land careening across a landscape i think it's kind of true it's, i think it's true you know when you go on a road trip you end up having to talk because there's only so much shitty music you can listen to you know what i mean what do you think do you think that people reveal themselves more readily when they're on the road? I think so. I think so. Exigent, did you know, is a formal word that mean with meanings, hold on. Exigent is a formal word with meanings closely tied to its Latin forebear. Exigere, meaning demand. Exigent things and people demand attention. For example, an exigent client expects so much that they are hard to satisfy and exigent circumstances are so significant that they can be used to justify certain police actions without the warrant typically required. Exigent circumstances. Before exigent joined the language in the near in the early 1600s, the noun exigency was being used to refer to something that is necessary in a particular situation. For example, the exigency of an emergency situation might require that certain usual precautions be ignored. 
exigency of a situation might mean that other precautions must be ignored. That makes sense. That word dates the late 1500s, but even earlier in the mid 1400s, exigence was on the scene doing the same job. All three words, exigence, exigency, and exigence continue to meet the demands of, you, of English users, albeit not frequently in everyday conversation. That's okay. In your activism, do you think that you can you can bring up exigent under exigent circumstances? I think that the exigent circumstances that those ducks faced that Wayne Shung rescued, they dictated that he must break in. He must rescue them. They were going to die. He was only rescuing the sick ones. He wasn't rescuing the healthy ones. The healthy ones could have lived a little bit longer and they sold for their flesh and fluids, their feathers. You know, duck feathers, they, they, they kill them. They take the feathers. They take the flesh. But Wayne was only going to rescue the sick ones because of exigent circumstances. You see, they were they were they were imminent. They were imminently going to die. Their imminent death presented exigent circumstances, and in that exigency, he rushed in and rescued them quite publicly. And for that, he was arrested, prosecuted, and is now incarcerated. We'll find out in a few days what that sentence holds for poor Wayne. Will it be? Will it be four years of peanut butter and carrots, or will it be a mere slap on the wrist and he'll be left out, left out with uh, without with time served? Would that be nice? I think so. I think it'd be great if they let him out with time served, so he can go out and do it again and face face the next trial that he's got coming down the route. You know what I mean? Oh, betas. I thought you were talking about the betas. No, I'm not talking about the betas. I was talking about the betas. Don't get the betas. You know what I mean? I think so. All right. So that's exigent. Thank you for using the word in your um, in your amazing. Uh, <laughs> thank you for using the word in your amazing um, advocacy and and activism. Thank you. I think it's time for what's next. On this day in history. But we do on this day in history. So yesterday we were in Berkeley, California, and it was really exciting because I have not been to Berkeley since before the pandemic. And we were going through, I got to walk down Telegraph Avenue and I got to walk through my old classes and I went to my favorite classes where I had my most memories. And I even got to see like where my professor used to have his office hours, my 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 mentor and it was so interesting of course there were the the requisite uh protests were going on in front of sproul at the uh it's a famous plaza where lots of protests the free speech movement happened and i got to i got to see a couple of uh, pro-palestine well yeah and then someone spray painted my favorite my my building with the word complicit on the doors that was a little annoying. Lots of spray paint and graffiti because of uh, because I don't know. I'm guessing it was the Hamas people, the pro Hamas people were were um, were spray painting the walls, and um, I don't know. That, so I got to see that, and but it was really exciting because as soon as we set up, people were like, "What's this? What's going on here? I can't wait to find out more. What's happening?" And so. I thought it was really exciting to have, you know, curious people and the Berkeley students didn't let me down. They were very curious and interested. And we did a lot of the VR people really were into the VR and we had amazing, interesting conversations. A bunch of activists stopped by to say hello. That was great. Um, yeah, it was wonderful. And I Berkeley didn't let me down. I was a little worried it would, to be honest. And there were some people who had some weird ideas and crazy conversations, but you know what? That's great. At least they're they're thinking about animal rights and the um, the exigent circumstances under which we must uh, we must look out for animals and free them. So many people were still surprised that Berkeley tests on animals, that Berkeley is an, an animal experimenter, and that they're complicit in the exploitation of those animals. They are actually complicit, whether or not they know it, you see. Should we spray paint the, the science hall? Should we spray paint the uh, the labs? Should we break into the labs? Should we protest? Should we let people know? Should we sign sign petitions? What should we do? 
I mean, it's just me and Joseph today and tomorrow or yesterday and today. And um, it's two people talking about animals in labs and doing the best we can just to talk about what's going on and bring light to these subjects. But it's not like <laughs> it seems, sometimes it seems like we're just two people trying to tell people things they don't want to hear. Shocking to me. Should we be breaking into labs instead? Should we be spray painting walls? You tell me. You tell me. I'm offended that's a question. When I'm a, the word is much more common in Spanish. Exigente. Really? That's cool. I didn't know that you hear that in Spanish very often. Exigente. Exigente? That's pretty cool. You're offended that's a question? Which question? I mean, people, people, we talk to people and they're like, they do what? They're, they're, they're hurting monkeys. They have monkeys here. That's insane. I can't believe it. And I have to tell them, yeah, it's happening right now, right here with your money. That's what's happening. And then afterwards, I thought it was really cool because we had to take, we had to, we got to take the, um, the vegan club, it's called Boa Berkeley uh, Activists for Animals. Uh, I forget what the uh, Berkeley Organization for the Activism of Animals, something like that. And um, also the SOS um, activist was there, the Students Opposing Speciesism. We all had dinner at the Butcher's Sun, which is a wonderful vegan restaurant in Berkeley, California. It's very, very cool. So it's, and it's like a, it's a vegan delicatessen and it's fantastic. It, it's, it's really good. So we ate dinner there and um, they were all fascinating, wonderful people. But I found it kind of interesting that not one person who's in the liberal arts came over to us. I thought that was interesting. It was all bio majors, engineering majors, stuff like that. I didn't really nutrition majors. I had all of these people who were interested in our truck and in the abduction and in the animal exploitation stuff. They were all interested. And damn, not one liberal arts student. Hopefully today we'll have a couple, you know, somebody in the humanities, for God's sake. Can we get somebody in the humanities coming out and like trying to see what's going on? I mean, represent, would you please? Jesus, I was, I was an English major and a German major. We talk philosophy. We talk, we, 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 we talk the intertextuality of things. How are we, how will we articulate these ideas if we don't have the humanities? How will we, how will this movement ever get gain steam the way we need it to, the way the exigent, the way the exigent circumstances uh, suggest that that is needed. How, if we aren't articulating it properly, and how will we do that without the humanities? Will we just spray paint? Should we paint labs? Should we liberate animals? I didn't say liberate, did I? Should we break them out? Should we paint them? Should we spray paint labs? So we spray paint the English department. You tell me. I I like to think that every tool in the tool belt is is useful for something like this. I can't believe that so many people don't even know it's a problem. You know, what does it take to get people to open their eyes and look around to see where their money goes, and they just forget about it? Come on now, humanities. Yeah, the humanities. You know, you know, humanities. The humanities. Humanities are <laughs> um, literature, philosophy, history, visual arts, music, theater, opera, dance, cinema, architecture, academic disciplines that study aspects of human society and culture, including the fundamental question asked by humans. There you go. The question, the fundamental questions asked by humans. I didn't say should we liberate them. I always, of course, I think we should liberate them. But should we should we forcibly break into labs? What good would it do? Won't they just build more labs? Isn't that what's happened in the past? You tell me. 
Is, is education the answer? And if education is the answer, what is the question we're asking? Is the question not a fundamental question of humanity? Is that not the fundamental question? What is humanity? What is humane? Is that not the question we're asking? And if who is, and who is going to answer that question? Engineers? I think not. Engineers will not answer that question. Philosophers, musicians, artists, writers, those are the ones who will be answering those questions. So why aren't they interested in what's happening to animals in laboratories? That's the question I'm asking. I don't think there will be a vegan world, but we might get a plant-based world through institutional change in capitalism. Alpha sophist, I think you're right. But you know what? We don't need a whole vegan world. We just need like basically what we have now for human slavery, we need for animal slavery. Like we need it so that everyone just thinks that they're, they just believe that they're against slavery, but they're not really. That's what we need. People who think they're vegan, but not, they're not really. That's <laughs> bleh. Yeah, sorry. Um, we don't need everybody to save the animals, but we do need enough people saying, hey, I believe in animal rights. We just need people to start moving that direction. That shouldn't be so hard. And what is a vegan world anyway? What's an ant what's an a slaveless world look like? Do we will we ever have one of those? Will we have a ever have a world with no slaves? I don't know, but will we have a world where every time slavery is encountered, we look at it with disdain and scorn it, and we um, and we and we seek to root it out? Could that not be? Remember who ended horse carriage? It was Henry Ford making cars cheap. Mm, Alpha Sophist, but we still have horse carriages. You see, see what I mean? We still have them. Will we ever have a carriageless world? Bacon and chicken nuggies, that's why. Yeah, maybe. Vegan Megan, no. What'd she say? What's what's vegan Megan saying no to? What what did you guys do? Who broke who broke vegan Megan? Who broke vegan Megan? I want to know. I want to know who did it. Because I cannot be held accountable for the actions of others. Remember how whaling oil industry collapsed? The petroleum, but we still have whalers. Capitalism will make a plant-based world, but not a vegan world. Yeah, I basically think the same way you do. It'll save us, perhaps, but it will also could be killing. It could kill us before we get there. It's not quick enough. It's not quick enough. It could be over for us very quickly, though. It could. We can. We can. We can. We can lose it all before we get there. Today in history, what happened today in history? Today is. 1114 it's november 14th 2023 gail borden has issued a patent for technology related to his invention of condensed milk thanks gail 1856 god damn it gail condensed milk are you serious why did you have to do that just leave the cows alone power plant at niagara falls begins operation 1896 you know tesla Famous vegan was the one whose idea that was, a power plant at the Niagara Falls. Can you believe it? Tesla. Hardcore vegan. Very vistopic today. Don't be vistopic. Sexes, races, and species will never go away, so a vegan world will never be a reality. But could we get to the point where we get close enough that it doesn't matter that, well, it doesn't matter. Could we get close enough where speciesism is almost gone that would be kind of cool it's almost gone kind of like slavery human slavery can we can we get to the point where it's like uh we don't like it like how we are with racism it's like it's still here but we don't like it we're still fighting it you know what i mean it could happen this word never i don't like this word never albert einstein presents his quantum theory of light that's pretty cool the bolshevik army occupies sebastopol it's all this change Let's see, the first public trains run through the Channel Tunnel linking England and France under the English Channel. Look at this, a French flag and a Britain flag. The Union Jack and the red, white, and blue. This is England and France meeting. Last wonder of the world. How insane, right? 1994. <laughs> it seems so recent, but it's not that recent. The channel, the Channel Tunnel linking England and France under the English Channel. <sighs> 
it's not that old. 94, I remember when it was when it was built, the channel, they called it, the channel tunnel. Yeah, and it, and it was in that it was in Mission Impossible where they flew a helicopter into the into the channel tunnel. Isn't that amazing? They built a tunnel under the English Channel. Come on, guys. Think about that. That's wild to me. Yeah. I mean, tell me nothing changes. It was only in 1994. It's not even that old. Michael Jackson's black or white music video with groundbreaking morphing effects premiered simultaneously in 27 countries. Oh my god, I remember that shit. They they did it. They did it with such a big deal. 1991. They did it right after The Simpsons, and it revealed. Oh my god, it was right after The Simpsons, and everybody watched black or white Michael Jackson. It was a huge that everybody was talking about it at school. Everybody was talking about black or white, and they used this morphing technology where human beings morphed into each other. And I want to say they even morphed into other animals at some point. Did they? I think they did. Yeah, morphing technology. We thought it was so cool. Oh, my God. Everyone's like, how did they do it? This is so amazing. Groundbreaking black or white simultaneously in 27 countries. Fox TV, MTV, BBC's Top of the Pops all over the world. So wild. Michael Jackson's black or white. And Macaulay Culkin did like a whole rap thing. Like he wasn't rapping. He was lip syncing to a rap where Macaulay Culkin was like doing a rap with sunglasses on. That was pretty cool. And in the end, I think that Michael Jackson destroys a car. He destroys somebody's car. I don't know whose car that was supposed to be. He just like destroyed a car dancing, damp by dancing on it. Michael Jackson had vitiligo and morphed to a white guy using plastic surgery. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He did that as well. He did do that. Ray Charles, single Georgia on my mind, reaches number one. God, that was a good song too. 1960. Way before my time, but man, Georgia, look at this casual speciesism right here. So why are they shoving this down my throat? All of these dead animals. There's more dead animals. Look at all these dead animals that they're smoked. 100% premium pig. So disgusting. Oh, and eggs too. Why do they do it to me? Why do they shove it down my throat? Let's get rid of that. Yeah. 100 light years away. First discovered the closest rogue planet. Oh, well. 2012. Is anybody here? Fulton. Fulton. In a steamboat, Robert Fulton in a steamboat. Yeah. Fulton in a steamboat, Hershey in his chocolate bar, Claude Monet, famous painter, unbelievable. Charles the third. Happy birthday, Charles. King Charles the third. It's his 75th birthday today. Maybe he'll live for another 50 years. He'll be he'll be king of England for a long, long time. You never know. He might be. Leo Bacaland, he made Bacalite. He made they called it Bakelite, but I always called it Bakelite. I always thought it was Bakelite, but it was Bakelite. It's kind of a cool thing. It's like this black plastic, like a like a precursor to plastic. It, they made everything out of Bakelite or Bakelite. That I, I like to call it Bakelite. I always called it that. But they used to make, like, you, they still use it, like, in cameras and stuff. Bakelite. They, he was a chemist. He used, like, the sludge left over from oil refinery. And he made Bakelite. Pretty crazy. Things that things that people could do. I don't know who Frederick Banting, physicist, impact recognition of the profound. Impact. Oh, prior to the discovery of insulin, this was a monumental breakthrough in the treatment of Nobel Prize for his discovery of insulin. There you go. You always hear about the discovery of insulin as the reason why we have to um, kill animals. So that's interesting. Bandy continued to contribute to medical science. He became heavily involved in military and aviation medicine during World War II. He killed a lot of animals, Mr. Banting. Do we really need to discover and isolate insulin? Maybe, but do we need to kill animals for it? I don't think so. I don't think we needed to. King of England, William III, William of Orange, the first Protestant king. Supposedly, William III is the reason why carrots are orange. Do you believe that legend? Some people say it's true that the reason why carrots are orange is because they were bred to be in order to impress William III, who was, the, was called William of Orange, the first Protestant king of England. What do you think? Do you think it's true? Did did carrots really is the reason why we only eat orange carrots well mostly eat orange carrots is because of william the third what do you think do you believe that i don't know 
humans are too clever for their own or other animals good too clever insulin is vegan right now it is made using yeah true art yes insulin today is vegan that's true insulin isolation though and discovery was one of the things that they point to all the time as the reason why we need to test on animals because insulin and polio vaccine look at any fucking website from any university as to why they're justifying animal exploitation torture all the things that they're doing and they'll say polio insulin discovered on college campuses by scientists who are mm, mucking about with animals yeah there was 75 years ago or even longer when did insulin let me see cloud where is frederick banting what year did this happen 23 1923 that's a hundred years ago you'd think that they would have something more to look at like no they always talk about insulin and polio it's like come up with better examples if you want to keep testing if you want to keep on torturing animals stop talking about insulin and pores and 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 polio insulin 1923 that's a long friggin' time ago that's not a good reason if you're still doing it because one good thing happened a hundred years ago. We're still doing it. That doesn't make any sense. A couple of days ago, I looked up the lyrics to the smooth criminal. That song. <laughs> Annie, you've been shot and or stabbed and you're bleeding all over the carpet. Are you okay? <laughs> Annie, are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? Uh, penicillin was not from animals, but they tested it on animals and farms, right? Because of uh, mold and farm. They found out that certain animals weren't getting sick because of their proximity to the mold, right? I think that's how that worked, but um, I don't really remember everything. Human polio will soon be eradicated. It's currently endemic only in Afghanistan and Pakistan. It's true. It's true. We'll see what happens. Do you think... Do you think that the just... Do you think that discovering insulin or... Let's put it this way. Do you think that the discoveries of the past that were admittedly because of, or at least in part due to experimenting on animals, do you think that those discoveries of the past justify future torture of animals? That's the question of the day. What do you think? Do you think that the, that the, the situation do you think the situations or the or the ailments that are plaguing us today are exigent enough to demand our continuous use of animals? What do you think? That's the question. Please put it in the comments. Put it in the chat. I prefer the comments because that helps the algorithm. By the way, have you liked this video? Please like this video. What are you doing? Like the video. Also, don't forget, we have... Uh, we have Wild Earth, who is vegan dog food. Please, they don't test on animals. Wild Earth doesn't test on animals. It's one of the only dog food companies that does not test on animals. Please, give them a try if you have a hound at home. Also, Vegly app. You like hooking up with vegans? Check out the Vegly app. It's down in the comments below, please. And not the comments, the show notes, please. Check them out. Get, get it down. Put VOC when you sign up. You get five free carrots. What else? What else am I supposed to be telling you about? Oh, yeah. Don't forget. Go to veganofcourse.net. Please check out veganofcourse.net. Get yourself an activist t-shirt. What the heck are you doing? Get yourself a hat. Support your homie. HBO. Help a brother out. You think that I you think that I can only do I can't only, I can't do this forever. If I don't get a little bit of help, please. HBO. Hook a brother up. Don't test on animals. The answer is no. Um, so, but I would like to know what you think. Ooh, look at all these vegans. Who do you think? Do we have any vegans here? Bernard Hinault. I'm gonna say no. Josh Duhamel. Who's Josh Duhamel? Do you guys know who Josh Duhamel is? Is Josh Duhamel vegan? Josh Duhamel. What does he eat in a day? He has Big Macs on the brain. Uh, Big Macs on the brain. He signed on to the cast of the Mighty Ducks, Game Changers. He also known for reminding people the importance of adopting and never buying animals. Duhamel's favorite foods include Big Macs. He also said that baboons are primarily vegetarian, but will also eat insects, fish, birds, and small mammals. So what the hell is his deal? Is he vegan or not? What do you think? 
Hi, Harper's Bazaar. I'm Josh Demel, and this is everything that I eat in a day. What do you think? Let's find out what he eats. My normal routine is I make coffee in the morning, regular coffee, coffee with a little milk and a little oh, sweetener. Not vegan. Green goo that I've made. The Go die, Duhamel. Duhamel can rot in hell. He's not vegan, and I don't like him. Josh Duhamel. Sorry, no happy birthday for you, you piece of shit. Let's see who else is here. Travis Barker, supposedly he's vegan, drummer of rock brand Brink, Brink 182. Um, what do you think? Do you think he's a uh, do you think he's vegan? A lot of people say he is. He's married to a a, a Kardashian. Which one's he married to? Courtney Kardashian. He's married to a Courtney Kardashian. And I know that she likes to eat vegan chicken nuggets in the bathroom. I've seen it. We've talked about it here. She likes taking pictures of herself eating chicken nuggets, vegan chicken nuggets in the bathroom. I've never done such a thing. Do you? Do you think that Travis Barker is vegan? All vivisection is evil. Thank you. Josh is in Transformers. Oh, yeah. He's like the, the army guy in the Transformers. Okay. Did you hear about the reason Peter Singer's demen demential tobacco into zoophilia apologism? No, my God, I haven't heard of that, but he sucks. Boo, Duhamel. Who's vegan? Travis Barker? Travis isn't vegan. He rides horses. He does? Courtney eats basically air, LOL. <laughs> Some people say Travis Barker's vegan. I hear he is. Um, but if he rides horses, I think that does it. I think he loses. No, I don't think you're vegan if you ride horses. I don't think you are. You're a plant-based drummer. That's what you are, Travis Barker. Who's Olga Kurilenko? Who's Kurilenko? She's uh, in the Quantum of Solace. I remember Quantum of Solace, but I don't remember her face. Seven Psychopaths. I remember that movie, but I also still don't remember her. Let's find out. She's from Ukraine, Soviet Union. Let's see. Is Olga Kurilenko vegan? I wonder. I really want to know because I've never heard of this person before. Maybe I should become a fan. Should I become a fan of this person? The answer is no. <laughs> no, she's uh, she's tweeted about vegan lunch and spoken publicly about vegan fashion. She wore vegan shoes on Instagram. I don't know. She called herself a veggie celeb, but... She eats vegetarian borscht, wears vegan shoes. Hmm, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? Olga Olya Kurilenko even has tweeted or X'd. Do you X now? Do you she X tweeted about it? The Bond Girl and Black Star Widow, Black Widow opens up about harvey weinstein her drive to succeed and never depending on a man okay i don't see i mean she wears vegan fashion she burns calories interesting vegan hoodie baywatch star she was in baywatch all right well i don't know i think she might be guys she might be i can't find much about Vegan sprouts, post about vegan sprouts on Instagram. Vegan shoes. All right. Well, what do you guys think? Is Olga, Olga Kurilenko, is she vegan? She looks vegan. <laughs> the jury's still out. We'll have to find out later if we are. Most celebrities are plant-based. They're woefully ignorant when it comes to philosophy of veganism. Yeah, I know, but we can't, we can't throw the baby out with the bathwater, can we? We've got to keep up. Xed is a new term. Well, we're not saying tweeted anymore, are we? We can't say tweeted if the thing's not called Twitter. What the hell is it? We're Xing? Xing? We're Xing, maybe. Like sexting? We're Xing. I will never call Twitter X. You will. You will one day say, I love Big Brother. You will. <laughs> First time I saw the super dry brand shoes that say vegan on the bottom was from a non-vegan promoting them on his Insta. Liger, I wish that weren't the case. I wish that weren't the case, but I know that that when that guy, that non-vegan had it on, it was annoying. And you're like, well, this guy's not even vegan. Why is he wearing vegan shoes? So I don't know about Ulga Kurilenko. She's 44 years old. I hope she's vegan. 
just for kicks. Who the hell is this guy? Tour de France winner. Five-time Tour de France winner. All right, well, that's it. That's it. Billy Nye, Elizabeth Cochran begins her attempt to surpass fictitious journey of Jules Verne's Phileas Fogg by traveling around the world in under 80 days. She succeeds, finishing the trip in 72 days and six hours. There you go. Nellie Bly. She did it. She did it. I don't know why it has her name, Nellie Bly Elizabeth Cochran. Anyway, today in history in, 89, in 1889, she finished traveling the world in 80 days. She did it in 72. What do you know? These guys died today. Booker T. Wash ah, Booker T. Washington died today. Booker T. Washington, of course, was an education pioneer. He thought that African Americans would seek um would, would get equality through education. Uh, he's a dominant leader in African-American community and of, of contemporary black elite. Playing a significant role in fighting racial discrimination. Yeah. He, he Through his work at Tuskegee, Washington developed a concept of practical education as a means for social advancement, advocating for vocational training as opposed to a classical academic situation. Education is a strong proponent of African-American learning useful trades, obtaining land, and gaining economic self-determination. A lot of people thought today that Booker T. Washington was wrong, but a lot of people still think that he was right. His, his words and his ideas are just as profound today as they were back when he was walking around in the 1910s when he was in, he was in the, he died in 1915, yeah, but 1856 he was born. His legacy continues through his autobiography, Up From Slavery. In 1901, he published it, which remains a classic and the continuation of Tuskegee University stands as a testament of his life's worth, of his life's work. There you go. Booker T. Washington. Wow. If you don't know about Booker T. Washington, I suggest that you do. You learn a little bit about him because he's a fascinating individual. And I think uh, his teachings today just as much weight and importance as they did back in the late 19th century. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, everybody. Have a better day than have a better day than Booker T. Washington. In the meantime, I appreciate you guys all showing up. <laughs> I will never call Twitter X. Yeah, that was dystopian. Yeah. Well, you know, in and um, everyone, everyone always thinks that they'll never say I love Big Brother. But at the end of the book, he says it. He says it. I do. I love Big Brother. Most endurance athletes are plant-based because cars are essential for performance. It's true. Michael Palin went around the world in 80. I remember Michael Palin doing that, but did it? He couldn't do it because he couldn't get across the Bering Strait. He failed. <laughs> I remember Michael Palin doing the, uh, he was trying to go around the world by land. Or no, he's trying to go to the world without airplanes, I think. I think that was what he was trying to do. And he couldn't get across the Bering Strait. He had to turn back. He failed. The last episode, he's just like, no, nope, can't do it. <laughs> it's over. Unbelievable. God, that was so good. Thank you for reminding me of that, Paul Campbell. Liger Ortiz here. Sky, did you see the got, new Got Milk using Queen Latifah now? It was posted by Plant Based News. I did not. Are you serious? You serious right now? Queen Latifah takes aim at milk shaming and dairy funded advert. What the heck? There she is giving two fingers to the world. She doesn't give a shit about. She's doing it's not a peace sign. It's a it's an fu to the rest of the world. She's she's been in, she's been hanging out with English people. Shamed from drinking milk, paid for by the Milk Processor Education Program. Milk Processor Education Program. Does that sound like a good idea to you? The satirical ad claims that dairy deniers all over America are subjecting them to milk shaming. Milk shaming? Milk. Most Americans have tried it at least once. Some people drink it every day. But recently, dairy deniers all over America <laughs> are subjecting them to milk shaming. Just listen to these stories. I'm on a first date. Everything's going good. I asked the waiter for some milk to go with my chocolate lava cake, and my date just <laughs> left. And when the milk finally came to the table, she came back and threw it in my face. 
poor guy. <laughs> it was my turn to bring the snacks for my kids' baseball game. Who doesn't love a little chocolate milk, right? Apparently the moms. No, thank you. Yeah, you can you can keep in the coach. Now my son is playing second outfield, which is a parking lot behind a fence. <laughs> I've been trying to keep his spirits up. Look what's coming your way. Hey, look, bud. Look what the, your boss coming your way. What the hell? How about that? Huh? But it's tough. Wow. I was running for city council until the local paper printed a picture of me from my college yearbook chugging milk at a frat party. Yeah! Milk, baby! Woo! Let's go! <laughs> and you know, don't use any of that. So next time you're about to shame someone for drinking milk, think about them. And also this lady. And maybe this little kitten. Don't they matter? If you've been a victim of milk shame, call the number on your screen. Together we can pour milk shaming down the drain. I want to call that number. So milk shaming, it seems so funny because they always seem like they're parodying themselves. Like, does that make you want to drink milk? <laughs> None of that. I, all of it looks really gross. Like milk shaming and milk shaming. <laughs> I feel like dairy farmers must look at that and go, no, don't don't use our names, please. It's so bad. It's so bad. Milk shaming. And that guy who was like, I was on a date and the lady threw milk in my face. He looks like a guy that most people would say, like, oh, that's what a malnourished vegan looks like. I drink milk. How come everyone looked horrible in that? Why does everyone like <laughs> they they should go back to trying to use elite athletes? Are there no elite athletes that are willing to shill for milk anymore? Don't we have those? Uh, they must. They're willing to shill. Athletes will shill anything. You're telling me they won't? They still can't get some glowing, healthy athlete to tell us that milk is good for our bones and muscles? Like, where where the fuck did they go? <laughs> that is so funny. America should end the dairy subsidy. Of course they should. If they went vegan John Brown, if they want G vegan John Brown, this is how they're going to get vegan John Brown. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> vegan milk shaming. We're we're really sad that milk shaming is a thing. You poor you mean vegans? Why are you vegans so mean to us? We don't we're not mean to you. We're just slitting cows' throats. What's the problem? Why are you being mean to us? We're just slitting the throats of animals over and over and over again, millions at a time. What's the problem? Why are you being so mean and shaming us? <laughs> Why are you being why are you being so mean and shaming us for raping cows and stealing their babies and slitting their babies' throat? Why? Why are you being so harsh on us, you milk shamers? <laughs> you fucks. <laughs> Must be a troll. Is it a joke? I it has to be. It's just it's not though. That's what's so funny about it. It's just like that got wood commercial they did. They're just completely grasping at straws at this point the dairy industry doesn't know what to do so they're doing weird shit like this it doesn't make much sense like does anything about that make you want to go drink milk like i know everyone is watching is vegan but does any of that sound appetizing for you like at least when they tell you it's good for your bones and muscles and will make you jump higher and run faster at least that's like oh shit maybe i need milk to run fast and jump higher or when they tell you that you need you need fucking you need the the fluid from another mother's another species mom in order to grow up strong right of course it's bullshit but it makes you think like oh shit do i need milk to grow up does is that an an, an essential nutrient for humanity is it or at least when they say Cheese is so delicious. Meltiness is somehow a criterion by which we want all 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 foodstuffs to be judged. At least then you're like, oh man, meltiness is a, a, a desirable quality in food. Maybe I should slit the throat of a cow. <laughs> like at least those make milk seem necessary or desirable. This has nothing. 
this doesn't make milk seem this is what why the Aubrey Plaza one was so bad. It didn't make milk seem desirable. It just made I don't know. It just it just made it seem ridiculous that we're grinding up trees, but we're not even grinding up trees. So it's just like it was just it doesn't work. <laughs> Even when I was non-vegan, I didn't drink milk. Only dairy products I ate were cheese and yogurt. Milk was always the worst smelling liquid. Milk is disgusting, but I mean, a lot of us eat, a lot of us get milk in like potato chips and uh, cupcakes, cakes, all sorts of things. Like milk is in so many things, as you know, as a vegan, that they, they sneak milk into everything. So people say that they're not consuming milk, but they're just consuming a whole hell of a lot of it, actually. They do need to grow up. Yeah. If I was a carnist, I would make me scared to drink milk because of putting spotlight that you will be hated for drinking it. <laughs> yeah, totally. It just makes you it just makes you think like, uh, yeah, it's not socially acceptable. It it almost it almost re it re it just supports the idea that drinking milk is disgusting, not defends that you should be doing it. It's so bizarre. Man. Also, I mean, like, maybe they should advertise that half the people in there need to be taking lactate so that they can even drink the milk. We know it's poisonous. It's going to make you shit yourself. But don't worry. Every gallon of milk now comes with a free bottle of lactate so that you don't shit yourself when you drink our product. Maybe that's the new ad. That's the new ad. Hey, we know you love milk, but, but it makes you shit yourself. Now – New 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 offer at every CVS for every gallon of milk you you buy, you'll get a free bottle of lactate so that you can manage to choke it down without shitting your pants. <laughs> You're welcome, America. Keep drinking milk. Like <laughs> that should be the ad. That should be the ad. Sometimes advertising for milk is the best way to make people give up milk. It really is. Like, I thought that the milk mustache was gross. But it caught on. People thought it was funny. So they kept on doing the milk mustache thing with because they were using beautiful celebrities in, you know, oftentimes in bikinis and like jog bras or just just looking like fancy celebrities. So, I mean, that's normal, right? So they use people with beautiful bodies, glowing skin, and they put a milk mustache on them. And they're like, you need milk. So it was kind of, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, vegan Megan. Thank you for saying that I'm funnier than a, that ad. My non-vegan friend told me over the weekend that her stomach gets hard every time she eats dairy. Yeah, her stomach gets hard every time she eats dairy. Like hard, like not in a good way, right? Not like she could feel her abs, but like she could feel the, the milk curdling in her body. Yeah, of course she, of course it does because she's not a baby cow and she's not a baby. Adults don't drink milk and... Um, adult humans don't drink cow's milk. Baby humans don't drink cow's milk. Shouldn't drink cow's milk. Real men drink beer, not milk. Totally agree, Alpha Sophist. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. That's going to be it for me today. I appreciate you guys all being here with a big appreciate. Thank you all to our Patreon subscribers. Please like this video. If you were on Facebook, Twitter, or Twitch, please head on over to YouTube and hit that subscribe button because I'm 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 monetized here and not on those other channels you can watch on those other platforms so please just hit the subscribe button no one's watching it's just between you and me you know you don't have to watch on this on this platform just hit the subscribe button hit that like button smash a thumb button smash the thumb button that's the whole thing come on what are you doing meanwhile we got the your vegan affirmation your daily affirmation for vegans only if you're not vegan what the fuck are you even doing here you're not supposed to be here good vibes are for vegans only look Good for good vibes are for vegans only, and if you're not vegan, GTFO. All right, I won't let the I. <laughs> Here you go. Ready for a daily affirmation for vegans only? I won't let the bastards grind me down. Hmm. I will always persevere in the face of adversity, because though I must always take care that I really. Hold on a second. Because though I must always take care that I realize my joy, I can never be my best self and the best advocate for others by giving up. Don't give up, basically. Always persevere. Don't let the bastards grind you down. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate you so, so much.
Yes. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Um, everybody, I appreciate you. I'll be at Berkeley today. If anybody is close to Berkeley, please head on over to UC Berkeley at Duenel Plaza. We'll be doing our virtual reality our virtual reality studio will be parked there. After that, I'll be driving to Irvine, California, where the Irvines are the Irvinest. And my girlfriend is there, so I'm really happy I'll actually be able to see her. Everyone else has been able to see their honeys, but not me. I'm really excited to see my honey and Irvine, California. Oh, on Thursday, Thursday and Friday, we will be in UCI. Thanks, everybody. Illegitimate non-carb random. Don't let the bastards grind you down. It's so hard to not abuse animals. Carnies can fuck themselves. Don't fuck themselves. This is a shot of all the girls. This is a shot of all the Don't forget the word of the day was exigent and Booker T. Washington was the guy who died today that you should look up because he's amazing. And um, don't forget that don't let the bastards grind you down. Illegitimate non-carborundum. I need you. We need each other because, you know, community is important. That's why we started doing this thing, this whole, this whole podcast, this whole live stream thing, this whole you and me, you and me and the, and the screen makes three, you and me and the three, and the screen makes three. So um, thank you all for being here. And, uh, and the aminals, the aminals definitely need you do it for the aminals. If it's not for the aminals, then are you doing it at all? Right. Thanks guys. Bye.